This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Thank you. Thank you very much for coming to Obsessed, the sex episode. Thank you. For anyone listening on the podcast, I would like to set the mood of what is happening with us here in this theater. The lights are dim. Many of us are sipping adult beverages. The candlelight is flickering on the cabaret tables. There are occasional screams from the bowling alley next door. <laughs> it is possible that you will hear sirens go by from the thin walls of the theater because a man is slowly freezing to death. <laughs> you might hear an audience member hacking and coughing as they pass flu germs to another audience member. <laughs> oh yes, it's gonna get sexy up in here. So ladies and gentlemen, by applause, just so I know what I'm dealing with, how many of you would say that you are obsessed with sex? I was concerned that some of you might lie, but, but you seem to be really into it. I see one woman raising the roof. That's, that's saying a lot for sex. Uh, for me, sex has been a huge, huge, huge part of my life as a comedian because some of the first laughs I ever got is from making sex jokes uh, when I was in like junior high, and not even sex jokes, just relating to sex in any way. I talked about it so much that there actually became a game at lunch where the other kids would just say any random word and see how quickly I could relate it back to sex. In Spanish class, one time, I said the word protection in Spanish, and I said it with the correct inflection to make the other kids realize I was referencing condoms and got a huge laugh. <laughs> and when uh, one of my female friends actually lost her virginity, she came back to school the next day and told people, you know that thing that Joseph always talks about? I did it in the back of a car last night. I talked about it so much that sex had become synonymous with me talking. <laughs> it's kind of awesome, kind of immature. So, you know, I was very immature about sex, and I made any easy sex joke that came along. Tonight, I'm going to strive to be mature. I'm going to try to make only mature sex jokes. Sex jokes that are like fine-aged cheddar. <laughs> cheddar of sex jokes is what you people have coming to you. So with no further ado, uh, please welcome my very, very sexy guests, David Mann and Courtney McLean. <laughs> Thanks for coming, guys. Thanks for having us, Joseph. Absolutely. You are welcome. Thank you. So I'd like to start off by just uh, go ahead and tell people a little bit about yourselves. David, who are you? <laughs> uh, I'm an actor and a director and playwright and uh, have done a lot of one-man shows and now spend just as much time as a corporate consultant working with lawyers. And one of the reasons I asked you to do this show is you have, you've talked about sex a lot in your work, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So... There's a particular show I'm thinking of. Uh, well, there was a show I did uh, many years ago now called Sex with David Mann. 
there was a there, heard of it. <laughs> there was a tiny woo as though it was coming from the past. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I remember the year two thousand. Remember that that far away show? Yeah. Uh, but the, so it was a one man show, and you you played all sorts of different genders and, and yeah. it, it explored sexuality from all the different angles, right? Yeah, I did. I mean, in in a way, the title. The title was something that was it was kind of designed to be shocking, but the irony of the title is that it, it I wasn't one of the characters I played. Right. <laughs> like the only thing that wasn't about was sex with David Mann. Bait <laughs> and switch. But you didn't yeah, use yeah. you didn't use any of your own real sexual experiences. Well, I, in a way, but it was all through the lens of other characters. So it was it was kind of like that. But it, but a lot of it was was based on I I one of the impulses to do the show was that I realized that. A lot of people liked to just tell me about their sex lives without me asking. So like you just, just be sitting there <laughs> over beers and it'd be like, so let me tell you about this thing that happened to this guy or this woman or whatever. And I'd be like, I didn't ask. But I had this backlog of all these stories. Now, what am I going to do with it? Make a show out of it. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was, you did it a lot. You uh, remounted it many times. Very successful. Yes, we did do in 2003 the Sex of David Mann remount. <laughs> one of the marketing <laughs> angles on that. Excellent. Uh, and Courtney, tell us a little bit about who you are. Um, my name is Courtney McLean, and I am the lead singer of the band Courtney McLean, the Dirty Curls, which is a <laughs> thank you, which is a, a dirty comedy bluegrassy band. Um, and then I'm also a storyteller, and sometimes I act. And uh, yeah. Yeah. And you're, uh, so the, uh, the Dirty Curls are obviously many, many sex jokes. You use yes. a lot of sex jokes in your work, right? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all based, it's, it's, it's comedy erotica. It's supposed to be everything. Right, and, I, and I've also heard you tell stories about your actual sex life, so you're, actual, yes. you're obviously someone who is comfortable talking about their sex life in an yes. artistic context. I have no problem with it. Awesome, okay, so we're going we're gonna to just get, into the sex, all okay, right? Okay. Okay. So you guys obviously have, you know, you both have talked about sex openly before, but there's no mask. You're just yourselves. You're not playing characters or singing little bluegrass songs. So I'm going to offer you something, all right? I would like you guys to each give me a safe word. And if I ask you a question <laughs> that you do not want to answer, you have to scream your safe word and then I'll let it go. So, Courtney, <laughs> what is your safe word? New York super fudge chunk. <laughs> All right. You're, that's your safe phrase? My safe <laughs> phrase. All right. And uh, David, do you have a safe word? Sperm. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Uh, mine is Pentagon. Okay. Just because I like to make it sound like it's a very official. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't talk about that. Pentagon! So, Courtney, would you say that you are actually obsessed with sex? Um, I feel like I am in a way that I, that I enjoy talking about it. I was very much like you when I was a youth that I would talk about sex all the time and I enjoy talking about it. I enjoy learning about it. I enjoy learning about other people's, uh, sex lives and like sexuality. I myself do not have sex a lot, nor am I that adventurous yet. So... Perhaps I am not truly obsessed. <laughs> okay. With sex. I'm okay. All right. Well, we'll, yeah, we'll maybe come back around. Okay. So David, okay. Uh, yeah. was that the wrong answer? Uh, <laughs> uh, would you consider yourself obsessed with sex? I wouldn't really put it that way. 
Okay. Is it a hobby? It's more of a hobby. It's no. like building model railroads. Yeah. I think my, my whole life, though, has been, you know, people have joked about, like, how I will turn everything into a sex joke, if at all possible. But then the children came along and changed some of that. So there's kind of the pre-children, post-children obsession level. So you uh, were more obsessed before the kids. <laughs> yeah, I would say. I would say. <laughs> they take some energy out of you. But yeah. Okay. Uh, but I, my well, my impression, and it could it could be wrong, that both of you are people who, in the grand scheme of things, have had a decent amount of sex. Yes. Yeah, in the grand scheme. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You seem peeved, but I don't know how or why. <laughs> it's, it's, this, is, this is always, I've had this conversation with people before, in this, this weird thing of like, you know, people can be very open about sex, but then when you try to label them in any way, even in a positive way, like, you've had a lot of sex. <laughs> like, well, I don't know about that. Well, I don't know why that's a, that's a hard thing to it's admit. It's because it, like, if you have HBO, there's a show called Real Sex. You ever seen that show? Uh, no. Yeah. Where you're like, you watch this show and you're like, oh my God, I've done nothing. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's all by, by comparison. You're like, I'm not any of these people. Yeah, there are people. There are people <laughs> yeah. on that show that would like uh, spread frosting on a balloon and sit on it naked and yeah. bounce on it and stuff. And you're like, whoa, I'm. I've never even tried that. How would I know if I'm into that? Yeah. So yeah, watching, <laughs> watching that, no. watching that, knowing that that sort of stuff exists, you're I'm like, like, I'm just this random okay. guy. See, okay. I, all right. <laughs> so I have a follow-up question. See, this, this is, you immediately react to that of, I wonder if I would like it. Yeah. <laughs> so do you go check it out? Do you like, do we have any balloons and frosting in the house, honey? Yeah, it, I mean, if it, if it occurs to me. But sometimes, honestly, honestly, I feel like I'm too busy sometimes. Like, I'm too busy to take a shower. So it's even like when, you know, I'm like, yeah, we need to have sex. Let's have sex. Quickie, quickie, quickie. I got to go do something. So, <laughs> so I never take the time to do that sort of experimentation. So is it, uh, are you like watching real sex, making a bucket list of when I have time, I'll oh try gosh. sitting on frosting on a balloon? I have not even considered doing that, but I now. I think you should put it up on the fridge. I Just should. <laughs> I should frame it in my bedroom and like scorch the edges and make it all like sandy and old looking and put it in a pretty frame. Sandy and old looking. <laughs> <laughs> like it's on a piece of parchment and written in calligraphy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, we're going to move on. Um, so do you guys think uh, that America is uptight about sex, having spoken about sex in your work? I think yes. that... <laughs> yes. Go. Uh, uptight. Yes, for sure. I think that it's the, it's the big, humongous paradox of the country where it's like it's everywhere, all the time, everywhere, all the time, but it's like forbidden at the exact same time. And so we've spent years and years and years and years and years of people being titillating and like pop stars revealing more clothing and as if though this is some kind of <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ludicrous. It's like on a cultural level, it's it's totally in our faces and part of who we are. And then on a political level, it's completely people are shut down all the time, like you know, women's rights and gay rights and all this. Right. You know. Right. Uh yeah, I feel like I learned almost everything I had to about sex in like a defining moment in like seventh grade health class. And I had this teacher who was like super open about everything and I didn't realize it at the time, but he played that trick of he knew everyone with every problem. He had had a friend who had this problem and that problem and done this thing. 
And he was giving us this big open speech about how masturbation is totally natural and totally okay. And a kid, trying not to be a smart ass at all, raised his hand and just said, well, uh, Mr. Feely, uh, do you masturbate? And he like literally fell back on his desk in shock. <laughs> like he'd been punched and said, get the hell out of the room. <laughs> Huge demon voice. <laughs> and the kid was like, what? I'm like 12 and I was curious. And, uh, and to me, that was like, that. that's the perfect picture of like, we, we need you to know that it is natural and okay, uh -huh. but don't you fucking ask me about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, what do you guys think? I'm just in shock by that visual. <laughs> so, what do you guys uh, what do you guys think that we can do about that here tonight? <laughs> so, well, talk about well, it. Well, yeah, yeah. Just I mean, get get the word out there. I, yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I think that the the thing is that you can do in with w one of the things I did when I was doing the show that was called Sex with David Mann was try to like start a different angle on this whole sex question and just be like, let's do something that really pushes boundaries that aren't, haven't been pushed yet. Okay. So I put things in there about sexual abuse and everything, and it was just like, instead of just being all about titillation all the time, of course the show is remembered for me having oral sex with a cantaloupe on stage, but... Yeah, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't describe that as titillating. <laughs> that was just one little scene, though. That was one little scene. It was by far the the most active, though. Yeah, it was. It was right. active. But it was. It was literally like, well, he's talking and it's moving. Now he's eating a cantaloupe. <laughs> so you know, there, there talk, was talk, talk, talk. there was a contrast. Yeah. Okay, so I in terms of like talking about sexes everywhere, uh, as people who are both in committed relationships who have had a lot of sex in the past, uh, uh, do you still feel that advertising that uses sex can successfully affect you? Like if you see a commercial that uses sex and sexuality, does it work on like a marketing level that it actually does catch your eye and make you think about that product? Yeah. Or are you Maybe. numb to it? Uh, I don't know. I've got a big. I got a lot of hang-ups around advertising. I feel like I can look at that stuff and be all, nope, right away. <laughs> so I, I'm very, I'm very like, I've got a nice little shield for advertising. What What is your issue with advertising? I don't know. I just, I, I just feel, I feel like I know when I'm being pandered to. So if when you see like a picture with like a, a, a hot half naked guy, you're like, whatever advertising, fuck yeah, off. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, no, I'm just kind of like, like. I don't even have time to sit on a balloon. I don't <laughs> need this. Because because who are the hot naked guys that they're going to be showing in advertising? They're not the guys that I'm attracted to. You know, they're like more like. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Well, like, who do you want to do? You want to see like scruffy, tired dudes yeah, or? I, I like. I like guys with I like guys with a little uh, punch maybe and a, and a little scruff on around their face All and right. uh, and perhaps they haven't been showered in the past couple of days <laughs> and their nuts are hanging out of their boxers. <laughs> I mean, in a commercial. That in a that commercial. Yeah, in so a if you saw a commercial where like a homeless man was advertising <laughs> Clorox, you'd be like, "Fuck, I'm getting on that Clorox." <laughs> I actually just finished writing a song called Pity Fuck, which is about <laughs> pity fucking a homeless man. <laughs> okay, so it's on your mind. All right. Yeah, well. Oh, my God. Okay, so, so David. Yes. Uh, how about you? Do you feel like you're still, can be pandered to yep. by sexuality? Absolutely. All right, next question. <laughs> so I, I want to ask you guys some slightly more personal questions. So if you need to deploy your, your safe phrases and words. 
What what's the most exotic place that you guys have had sex? Exotic. Exotic. Oh oh oh! <laughs> Against a rock in Aruba. Okay. Why why does is it the Aruba part or the rock that was unique? <laughs> well, it's because it was outside. I haven't had a whole lot of interesting like place sex stories, uh-huh. but it was outside in Aruba. That, yeah, that's pretty good. Was it uh, was it like in town or was it just out in? No, it was out like on a hiking path. Okay. Were there like was there a historical plaque nearby? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Okay, cool. Uh, in my mind, there is. In my mind, <laughs> having sex with a homeless I, dude I'll while reading you. about the history of Aruba. There is now a historical plaque. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, David. How about you? It is. Um, uh, the woods in the Black Hills. Yeah, that's good. Was it a pagan ritual of some kind? Or? No. No, that was just, it was just morning. Okay. <laughs> Were you camping, or was it a specific choice that you went out to the woods, or was it just like, we can't get anywhere else, and it's got to happen now? Friend. No, no. Uh, yeah, th- we were camping. We were camping and uh, just saw the opportunity, you know. Yeah, just saw carpe diem. It was like there was deer in the mist. There was deer in the mist. Deer in the mist. There were presidents carved on the no. Yeah. yeah. In a John Denver song was and just playing <laughs> in the background. <laughs> He's had to go to town. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, so I have true. questions uh, for each of you. Uh, Courtney, if if you couldn't have sex for a while for some reason and you had to sublimate, what what would you sublimate with? What does sublimate mean? <laughs> it's like being Batman. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll back up for the non-comic book geeks. <laughs> Uh, sublimation is is when you have sexual desires but you can't express them, so you're going to put them into something else. Uh, so like Batman I, I often can't... gets accused of sublimating because he like like there's a lot of slash fiction that Batman and the Joker want to have sex and they yeah. they can't, so yeah. they fight. Okay, so like masturbate? <laughs> no, no, Am I allowed to masturbate? That's called masturbation, uh, right? Which is different than sublimation. If you couldn't, if uh, I could not have any sort of sexual release physically, yes. Okay, what would I do? Yeah. I think I would probably make some life, like, huge paintings with some really awesomely soluble uh, oily paints that I could just roll around in. So you would roll and paint? I would roll and paint and make some crazy paintings. That's great. That's a great answer. Yeah, that's a total (laughs) indie movie. really good. Waiting to happen. Okay, so David, this is actually a question that I got from Twitter from somebody who, who uh, wanted this question specifically answered. Okay. Do you think it is possible for men to retain an erection and a thought at the same time? If the thought is of that w- girl that was just in the ad, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let me try this. Let me try this a different way. Let's say that you're like you're working through a problem for a show. And, uh, and the answer comes to you just as you are about to have sex. Do you think, you know those writer moments where you're like, yeah. oh, that's, that's great, but it's a little elusive. I have to write oh, it down. Yeah. So could you have sex while keeping track of that great idea? I don't think so. 
I think, I think like at, it depends at the stage of the sex you're at. Because the sex kind of has, on a graph, it would be like, this, I know this is radio. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> it's like a plateau right. and then a sharp upward. And right. if you get the thought in this area here, you're going to lose that thought. But if you get it back here in the foreplay, you can hang on to that thought. Okay, so That's you... That's my theory. <laughs> okay, so the question is specifically maintaining an erection. So let's okay. say you're, you're having foreplay yeah. and these ideas are going in the back of your head oh, yeah. about your show of cooking with David Mann or whatever <laughs> yeah. show you're trying to work through. Uh, and you, you achieve an erection. And just before there's penetration, you're like, that's it. I need to use a colander. <laughs> <laughs> could you remember the colander? Do you think you could like thrust and with each thrust be going like colander? Colander, colander, colander. This is why colander. I keep a notebook near the bed. <laughs> so rather than try to remember it, you would reach over during sex. If you oh, carry a dictaphone at all times with you, even during sex. So you would shout out colander. Colander! At the <laughs> yeah, that's, what I, that's how I would do it. Excellent. That. That, that's Horrible a wonderful situation. answer. Okay, uh, so I actually have a favor to ask of you guys. Sure. Uh, so for the last couple of podcasts, I've been asking guests... Uh, to say things about my book, and then eventually I'm going to compile them into a commercial. But I actually just uh, released a comedy CD uh, that's called Verbing the Noun, and it's kind of all uh, about sex. Uh, and, and for the people here live, it's available back there. And for the people listening, it's available on josephscrimshaw.com. But what I want to do is compile some quotes from guests that, again, I can put into a commercial form to attach the podcast. So if you guys are willing, I'm wondering if you would both make sexual orgasm noises that I could use as a commercial for my comedy album. Together or individually? Let's do individually <laughs> and then together. Okay. Let's, so okay. you guys can All each right. see what each other has and then you can oh, okay. put it together. See, okay. You go first. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Just think of colanders and it'll yeah. be okay. Oh. <laughs> that was very good. Yes, years of practice, Courtney. Years that of practice. was really honest. Yeah. Because some honest yeah. fake orgasm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> our, our culture is lousy with with uh, fake female orgasm examples, but it takes real honesty for men to truly emulate the horror of male <laughs> orgasm noises. <laughs> and you got it perfectly. The deflate. Do they, do they have to be... Okay. Do they have to be honest? Uh, no, just, oh, okay. uh, yeah. Follow your bliss. <laughs> okay. Go for it. got really good, but I, I was concerned when it started, because it, it just sounded like a hyena giving birth. <laughs> yeah, have you ever watched those porns? It was disturbingly <laughs> close to Lamaze for a second there. 
They got really good. Okay, do you, do you guys want to do one together? <laughs> All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Ready? Mm-hmm. <sighs> oh. Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> wait. Wait, wait, wait. Slow down. Slow down. Slow down. Okay, keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, my God. Okay, 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 baby. I'm okay. coming. All right. Okay. Okay. Get okay. off Ready? my hair. Uh, uh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, wait, hang on, hang on. Oh, fuck. Fuck. I'm coming. I'm sorry. <laughs> wait. Was that it? Because I, it wasn't it for me. Uh, I thought it was no, it, but it wasn't no, it for me. Was that it for you? I can say just for a second. Yeah. Okay. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, I've lost it. I'm okay. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> these are so honest. I, I want to release these as like PSAs that kids can listen to and like, this is the truth, gang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just listen to this. Uh, so I always close the podcast uh, with some little uh, pompous questions. So you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, David. Mm-hmm. If there were a Shakespearean tragedy based on your life, what would your tragic flaw be? Uh, tragic flaw. Um, ambition. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Shakespearean tragic flaw. Excellent. Uh, and Courtney... If someone wrote a musical about your life, what would it be called? Dorky and Sexy. The musical. (laughs) (laughs) The musical. Excellent. Uh, David, are high fives stupid? Yes. Excellent. Courtney, if you were a candy bar, what candy bar would you be? (gasps) Oh, goodness. Bit O Honey. (laughs) (laughs) The musical. The musical. All right, and the final question uh, for all podcast guests. David, what is happiness? Um, Children. (laughs) (laughs) Excellent. Courtney, what is happiness? Happiness is being comfortable in your own skin to the point where you do not feel the need to judge anybody else and you live and let live, and you just love. That's what happiness is. That was way better. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to Sex with David Mann and Courtney McLean. Thank you very much. Thank you. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. you to stick it in my vagina no i don't mind if you use aunt jemima we can have pancakes to i mean tomorrow when every time you stick me it feels so good i don't care which neighborhood we can do it it's all good in the morning that was the cleanest safe sex song i've ever done